Hello and welcome to Devoted, the podcast for female entrepreneurs with me, Maggie Burrows. I empower soulful entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers to be unapologetic about what they want. In my world, doing less equals creating more, and no sacrificing is required to live your desired life. I want you to create and magnetize the success and freedom on all levels, on your own terms, because I know it is possible for you too. Join me on the journey of devotion to inner work, aligned strategy in business, creating wealth, and activating your feminine energy. Hi, you guys. I hope you're doing really well. Welcome to another episode. It took me the longest time to record this one. I don't know what it is. I think I was a little hesitant to share this whole story with you. But also, (laughs) baby life. Like, it's hard to... um, It's hard to record... A podcast in like one full sitting. (laughs) But Aspen is sleeping right now. She may be waking up soon, which you may notice like a little interruption, but it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Anyways, fair warning. Um, This is not a fairy tale like bird story. It's very traumatic. (laughs) And so if you're pregnant right now, I would not listen. It's very, like, it could be very triggering. So don't, um, don't listen if you can't handle it. Fair warning. Um, yeah, but actually, um, it's just really interesting to me. So I will start with how I kind of prepared for birth and then like the actual birth story. And it's just like, I heard this advice over and over again, that you cannot prepare. You will never know what your birth experience is like, right? And I always thought like, I've never been through this. I always thought, eh, you know, you can kind of prepare, like you can kind of do things and and like prepare for the birth that you want right so I did a lot of things actually and my pregnancy was pretty easy I would say it was pretty like I I actually really liked being pregnant (laughs) like the beginning it was a little tough because I was very um nauseous not vomiting just nauseous and I wasn't really able to eat anything um like anything healthy (laughs) I literally survived on grilled cheese and carbs but that's fine um but it was pretty easy pregnancy like just some aches and pains and just you know slowing down and but I I didn't really have trouble sleeping or anything and I really liked being pregnant like I loved my belly and I loved like feeling my baby kick it was just amazing and um yeah so the things that I did I I did a lot of walks um if you follow me on Instagram you know I always walked with Prescott on the bike trail here and 
I feel like that really helped me kind of just get Aspen in like the right position. She was always head down, by the way. So she was already in the right, like kind of quote unquote, right, optimal <laughs> position. And in the last weeks of my pregnancy, I drank a lot of red, red raspberry leaf tea with nettle tea. So I made it um, myself like with fresh herbs. And I really like the, the raspberry leaf tea. It's just, I really liked it, like the taste of it. So I drank a lot of that. Of course, I took my prenatals. I did a lot of stretching. So I stretched every day. Like that was my non-negotiable. I followed this um, woman on YouTube, um, Pregnancy and Postpartum TV. And she has amazing like stretch videos. And I did some of her pregnancy workouts as well. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I just could not work out anymore. So I just did like slow walks and a lot of stretching. Um, I got a lot of sleep. I really took it easy. I ate healthy. I tried not to stress too much, which was kind of hard because we were still in the kitchen bathroom remodel. But I made the best of it. And of course, I'm really grateful <laughs> that I now have a new kitchen. Um, yeah, so those are all the things like I kind of prepared for that. And then I also hired a doula. Amanda, she's amazing. And what for me was helpful in preparation for the birth with a doula was that we went over all the options because of course I wanted a natural birth, like, you know, no medications, no interventions. I wanted to do this naturally. And Amanda, she came over to the house a couple of times. So just to talk through things. And she said, yes, but okay, but what if, you know, so it, she kind of helped me to think about what if this would happen? What if this would happen? What am I comfortable with when this happens? Like blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so to me, it was important to know what I wanted, but then also kind of be flexible. Like, okay, if something happens and I'm totally okay with you know, whatever needs to happen for my health and my baby's health, right? So my last day of working with clients, like I kind of slowed down like over the course of a couple of weeks. And then the last day of working with clients was April 14th. That was the last call of my last client. And I was so looking forward to having another week of just doing absolutely nothing because the due date was April 22nd. And then that night around midnight, my water broke. I was sleeping. I woke up and there was this pop, like gush. And I'm like, oh shit, something is happening, right? So I rushed to the bathroom, kind of seeing what it was. And that was about it. Like we all thought, we both thought, like Ben was like, eh, it's not your water breaking. And I'm like, oh yeah, something is happening, but it's probably false alarm. And because I did not expect this to happen a week early, right? So um, I did call the hospital and they said, well, just like do like the hip test, take a shower 
and like prop your hips up on a pillow and see if any fluid is coming out when you stand back up basically like kind of seeing if there's any fluid coming out and there wasn't so i thought okay it's false alarm but i had taken a nice shower like washed my hair just took my time and i went back to bed and i was like okay it's just false alarm and then like just a couple hours later i don't really remember all this because i it was at night so i was tired and i was kind of just like dozing off on and off but then the contractions came and they got more intense i'm like eh it's probably still false alarm (laughs) so i'm just kind of going through these contractions trying to like doze off in between them ben still thinks it's false alarm right he's just sleeping (laughs) seriously and it's just like i thought okay i don't know if this is it but we'll just keep on going so i actually ended up taking another shower later on that night i'm pacing around the house i try to doze off like leaning over the couch downstairs so like on my knees and my elbows on the couch just that was the best like kind of position to be in for me and meanwhile i'm still thinking i'm not in labor (laughs) It's so funny how like your body just takes over and I wasn't really thinking. It was very an out-of-body experience. Now when I think back to it, I was present, but I wasn't. Like it's hard to remember that whole night of being in labor. So yeah, it's just really interesting. I just remember like going to the bathroom all the time. Like, leaning over things, um, asking Ben to rub my belly, and trying to, like, doze off in between. And then eventually, at, like, 5, 6 in the morning, I was like, okay, let me time these contractions, actually. (laughs) So I had this app on my phone, and um, so I'm timing them, and they're, like, three minutes apart, maybe. I don't really remember that either. But the app literally said, it's time to go to the hospital. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So, um, yeah, by that time, we're just getting ready. We're letting the dog out, getting our bags ready, which I had already prepared, which is a good thing that I'm so organized. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I wanted to, like, labor with a glass of wine and, like, eat something. Like, that all went out the window, right? So Ben is getting ready, like rushing. Um, I am like, the pain is now getting worse. Like I cannot sit down anymore. There's so much pressure. And I'm like, shit, I have to call my doula, right? She was supposed to meet us there. So I'm calling her, can't even speak. (laughs) Like we're going to the hospital right now, bye. She like was livid at me that I didn't call earlier, but that's okay. So the whole car ride, I am like on the edge of my seat. It hurts so bad to sit. And I don't even remember how I got to the hospital. Like emergency room, lady came out with a wheelchair, wheeled me up to labor and delivery, checked me in. I had to like sign something. It was so stupid. Like how am I signing for something while I'm having contractions? I was pissed. But they got me into a room, undressed. And... It went all really fast, actually. I I don't... Like, I don't know the timeline exactly. But I was already 9 centimeters dilated, you guys. 
it was insane. And I just thank myself for preparing for that. You know what I mean? Like the red raspberry leaf tea. I don't know if that actually helped. But I think all my stretching and just taking care of myself and like keeping my body like open that way. And and yeah, I don't know. I think that just really helped me get dilated so fast and yeah so they were all like whoa you must have a really high pain tolerance because that's crazy and we're gonna have a baby by lunchtime so they like bring me to the delivery room and I meet the midwife and just all having a good time really it's kind of crazy um but my doula brought this like little massage ball because I did have a little bit of back like lower back labor that just hurt the most my lower back and she had this little massage ball that Ben and her took turns like massaging my lower back and that was the best relief and yeah and then it just became a blur from there on out because I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have a baby by lunchtime, already nine centimeters, we're almost transitioning, like, let's push this baby out, right? And we tried, we really tried. So it, like, eventually it just turned out my contractions weren't strong enough to push the baby out. Like, it just wasn't, like, if she wasn't moving down as much as she should have. So eventually, like, it was just like, okay, we're not moving forward. Let's take a little break. Let's, like, labor down a little bit. Didn't work. Um, Like, my bladder was full and got in the way or something. It was super painful when they checked me. So I tried to go to the bathroom. Didn't work. Had to do a catheter. It was just, like, it just went downhill from there, guys. (laughs) So they were like, okay, let's put you on Pitocin and see how if your contractions get stronger so that you can actually push the baby out. Because of course, I still wanted to do this naturally. And I don't know, it just got so painful. After that, like I needed to get an epidural. I was like, I cannot do this. I've been up all night. This Pitocin is making it way worse than it needs to be. Meanwhile, the baby's doing great. Like, her heart rate was just fine. It was perfect. So I'm like, okay, get me an epidural because this is, like, I can't do this. And that was just, like, sweet Jesus relief. This epidural was just like, oh, thank you. This was amazing. Like, you cannot feel your legs. It was awesome. So that made me relax. So we were hoping when I get more relaxed, I can push her out. And it worked for a little bit. But then it just stalled. Like she was just, she just, it didn't work. Like it did not work. Whatever we tried, we tried different positions. It did not work. And in the meantime, like we were just like telling stories about how Ben and I met in Arizona. And (laughs) we were just like, talking about our farm and how we came up with the name Aspen and it's just like we were just talking and chatting and laughing and crying and screaming and it was just crazy and then it just came to a point this is like hours and hours and hours in that the surgeon came in just to see because I was laboring for so long already baby's heart rate was still doing good 
and she kind of just like said look the baby is very stuck in there like her head was tilted up and sideways and like stuck in my pelvis so any amount of pushing it wouldn't have helped she said I can probably move her head and like position her better but you will still be pushing for another couple hours and I'm like hell no get this baby out right now I was at the point where this is like five o'clock at night (laughs) six o'clock I don't remember but I was just like I am so tired I have not eaten anything all I'm ingesting is ice chips and it just didn't work it just did not work and I was at the point where my body was just telling me get this baby out now because we have to so they prepped me for a c-section and it honestly was the best decision I made for my birth in that moment we they gave us a moment like I could talk about it with Ben and Amanda and they were like Maggie you are so tired we can see it in your face you're done and I trusted them and I could feel that in myself too so we made that decision together they prepped me for surgery it I just it didn't feel that right in that moment I knew it was the right decision but just laying there on like a surgery table was just so weird to me like right that's not how I envision my birth at all like you have your leg your arms stretched out and it was just so weird like they pump you up with all these medication right obviously put this tarp up and but I knew it was the right decision I knew like it had to be that way or one of us wouldn't have survived right so they start operating the baby was so stuck the surgeon had to jump on my chest and call in another surgeon to get the baby out like I at this one point I was like I'm just talking to like the anesthesiologist like about traveling to Europe or something (laughs) I don't know and all of a sudden I'm like why do I feel this pressure on my chest and Ben looked over the curtain and he didn't say anything I heard this like the next day but she had to jump on my chest to like counter pressure other surgeon from the other side she was so stuck in my pelvis isn't that crazy so I'm so happy that I chose to have a c-section instead of pushing 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 more because it just would have been so much more traumatic for her as well so yeah crazy right so then the baby was born at two minutes after eight so we labored for like 20 hours total and um she wasn't breathing that well so she was like really white like ben saw it i didn't see it i was drugged out on the table right with a tarp and she wasn't crying so when you have a c-section i don't know if this is in every hospital i would assume so the whole NICU team is there ready on standby so i'm so happy they were because they had to rush her to the NICU and like get her to breathe right away like she it was just very traumatic and not to hear my baby cry right and and even though I was so drugged up it was just sheer panic and then so they showed me the baby I didn't remember rushed her to the NICU Ben followed them to the NICU of course 
he was so worried because he saw the whole thing. Like, I feel like it was way more traumatizing for him because he saw the whole thing. But then thankfully, after a little bit, she started breathing and moving and crying. And they had to stitch me up, of course. Um, yeah, and then they had to clean me off. The baby was doing good. They kept on giving us updates. She was doing really good. But still in NICU, like on monitor just like make sure right and yeah so they bring me to the operating like post-operation room cleaned me off had me pumping right away (laughs) that was just insane but it was really important it's really important for me to breastfeed right so you have to but it was a lot so like 11 o'clock at night I'm pumping and (laughs) like 10 10 11 and then they finally brought me to Aspen. So it was like two hours after surgery, three hours that I finally got to really, really see her. And she looked so good. Like she had all her color back. She was breathing. She wasn't even on a breathing tube or anything anymore. It was just in the beginning to get her going. She was like squirmy and oh, she was just so cute. She had like a big cone head. It was just so cute. And um, yeah, but I was so tired. So I I touched her, but I didn't hold her that night. So we went back in the morning to hold her for the first time because I really needed to sleep. I was so incredibly tired and um yeah, so she was, oh, she was just adorable. And the NICU nurses are just amazing. Um, yeah, so that was part one. <laughs> then the next day, the nurse noticed that she had a seizure. So I'm so thankful that the nurse noticed this because then they started doing like an MRI on her and EEG test on her just to see like what happened. And um, so that was Saturday. She was born on Friday night. That was Saturday. Did an MRI. Then the next day on Sunday, they were like, you know, something's going on. Like we can see things on the MRI of her brain, but we're really not comfortable like with that here because york i guess pretty small hospital but um they wanted to send her to chop which is the children's hospital of philadelphia just to do some more tests like they have a really good um stroke team and like because they they assumed that she had a stroke at some point so um they had to bring her to chop on sunday night and it was very double because I thought I need them to do all the testing that they need to do right now because I need to know, right? She was doing really good, by the way. Like everything, was, she was doing everything right. And she was getting donor milk. Like just the women that donate breast milk, like thank you. <laughs> that was just incredible to me. Um, yeah, so they had to transfer her to CHOP, which is about hour and a half two hours away and um she went there by ambulance (laughs) in the box and they just like covered her up so cute and it was very hard but it was also really good that 
they that we had to do these testing testings right away instead of like us noticing something like six months from now you know what I mean and I was still like so drugged up so I'm like oh my god so um on Monday I stayed in the hospital just to rest because I was so tired and still and in a lot of pain of course um and Ben actually went down for the whole day to chop just to to be with her and to like feed her bottles and like change her diapers and like it was so sweet that he he was able to do that and I could just rest even though it was really hard he like FaceTimed me the whole time but um yeah and then on Wednesday morning I was discharged on Tuesday and then we thought it's gonna be too much to drive there because like four days after surgery (laughs) it wasn't ideal to drive for two hours but I had to see my baby of course so Wednesday morning bright and early we went there and hope we were hoping that they had some more answers right so they did a lot more extensive MRIs and EEG tests and luckily there wasn't a lot to see just she had a stroke at some point and they actually researched my placenta as well and they did find a blood clot in my placenta so it's probably she had a stroke like in my belly or during birth or a combination they don't know we'll never know however um all they saw on the mri was a little bit of scar tissue which babies are very resilient like her brain will most likely just grow like around that (laughs) and um we may have a little bit of developmental like things come up over the next like year or so but we're already automatically qualified for for early intervention so i have this amazing lady that comes out every month to see how she's doing and so far I mean she's almost four months and she's doing everything perfectly (laughs) like she's doing amazing like ahead of the game so so grateful that even though it sucked so grateful that we had her go to chop and kind of just you know have these experts look at her and um yeah so that thursday so we spent the night there at a friend's house who lives a mile from chop which was amazing we're so lucky and so on thursday we brought her home (laughs) she was doing so well she was the best baby in the NICU (laughs) and we brought her home and so we were home on her due date on earth day which we were so excited about and she's been thriving since like she's doing so well um yeah so that was our birth story so looking back it was definitely um like a very like harsh and raw experience it started out so great right I thought okay we're gonna have a baby so quick and then it just went downhill from there and that's that's what made it like kind of traumatic for me like just the whole like okay my baby is being born which she is rushed off to the NICU instead of being put in my arms and have like skin to skin right away 
which is what I wanted. I wanted like delayed, delayed cord clamping and skin to skin right away and have Ben do skin to skin right away with her. And I, I was robbed of that experience. So it took a little while for me to realize, okay, I'm not pregnant anymore. Now I have a baby, right? And then we had to go travel to Philadelphia. And it was just not like, of course, you cannot predict any of this. Like we didn't know. But it was the transition period from being pregnant into motherhood was hard because of that. So when we took her home, it took me a few days like, oh, shit, I'm taking care of a baby right now, <laughs> you know, and and I heard from other mothers that's normal, like even though if you have the skin to skin and stuff, it's like always a transition period. And And one of my friends, she said, well, she is a stranger after all, right? So and but it just felt like a harsh transition and So I, when we got home, like lots of bonding, lots of skin to skin, lots of like, uh, just with her all the time, right? I'm still with her all the time. (laughs) And yeah, it's just, it's just really interesting to me how it takes a little while. Like you get to know each other, right? It's just so sweet. And, um, but if you follow me on Instagram, I post like I, I do pictures in my stories all the time. So go check her out. She's so cute. <laughs> so yeah, Aspen Andrea. She was born April 15th, two minutes after eight, seven pounds, two ounces, um, 22 inches. She was a very long baby. <laughs> um, she's growing into it now though. It's just very long legs, uh, like her mommy. And yeah so aspen um how we came up with the name ben and i met in flagstaff arizona right if you don't know that story maybe i'll record that one day it's a cute story but the mountains in flagstaff it's just full of aspen trees and there you have like aspen cafe and aspen street and whatever and we actually traveled our first travel together was to Colorado and we um, stayed in Aspen, like on a campground outside of town, like a half an hour away. And, but it's really just because of Flagstaff and Aspen trees because they're so beautiful in the fall. <laughs> and then um, I was actually looking on, you know, how they have like name lists on the internet because we didn't know what to name this baby. So I'm like looking at name lists online. This was, I think, before our baby moon to Flagstaff. So I was maybe 12 weeks pregnant, because we went when I was 14 weeks. Um, So she was due on April 22nd, so 422. And on this one name list, number 422, the name was Aspen. And I'm like, ooh, I think we're on to something. So I'm like telling Ben, what do you think about Aspen? And he said, yep, yep. Then we go to Flagstaff, right, for our um, baby moon. And it's October and all the Aspen trees are yellow. It's just gorgeous. We go up to the San Francisco Peaks, which is the mountain range in, in Flagstaff. And we just walk through the woods there. 
and all the aspen trees like the wind is just going and all these leaves are like twirling around us and we're like okay we gotta name our baby aspen <laughs> so it's just a really sweet story and then ben's grandmother her favorite tree was an aspen tree so it's kind of just like all these cute little things come together and then andrea my mom's name so aspen andrea yeah that's how we came up with her name and she's cute she i think she's gonna be a little redhead or strawberry blonde and we just love her so much and we're over it we're over to birth when i think about it i'm just like oh my god what did i go through and i snuggle my baby and i'm so grateful <laughs> so she's doing very well she's thriving I'm healing, I healed very, pretty quickly, like a couple of days of pain, um, then just swore like major, major surgery, like, wow, I did not, <sighs> you think about C-section and, but until you go through it yourself, you're like, whoa, it's just tough, but every, like the nurses in, in the maternity ward were just amazing and yeah it was just a crazy experience but here we are healthy and thriving and doing really well and so lucky to have all these amazing people in our lives that helped us out with the dog and brought us food and oh just amazing so super grateful that's our bird story um yeah there it is out in the open <laughs> we will um we will be back soon with another episode and to any of you going through traumatic like having gone through something like this totally seeing you not easy um but yeah it's like you just realize health is the most important thing it's just crazy health and your family and your loved ones and everything else doesn't really matter you know so yeah key takeaway there <laughs> all right i will talk to you all soon and i'm sending you so much love and till next time that was it for today i hope you enjoyed this episode of devoted if you did leave a five-star review if you desire to take your journey to more freedom, money, and fulfillment in your business a step further, make sure to check out the Business Alchemy course where you will create just that. You can find the link in the show notes. If you know you need more one-on-one -on -one support, you can apply for business coaching with me at the link provided in the show notes as well. Until next time.